When Ellen died, I lost everything until that dog arrived on my doorstep, a final gift for my life. In that moment, I received some semblance of hope, an opportunity to grieve on the long. And your son took that from me. Hakon stole that from me. Kill that from me! People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. So you can either hand over your yeah. son, or you can die screaming alongside him! We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. This is episode 106, and today we are talking about John Wick. That's right, John Wick. I am Sean Allred. Who am I? I'm Sean Allred. That's who I am. Um, I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew. Everything has a price, Jimison. John Wiki Wiki. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you. I wasn't expecting that. Um, Cornelius, if you kill my God. dog, I swear to God, I'll get really mad. Logan. Uh, I can't wait to do this movie. Well, let's see how long I stay in this one. Though. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, and uh, sadly, not Sam, but instead we have Stuart. Don't do business in the Continental Wheeler. That's me. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so let's pull up a comfy chair and dive in. Okay, so this episode is all kinds of special in many, many ways. First of all, uh, Stuart is joining us tonight. Stuart Wheeler, once again, thank you, Stuart, for joining us. No problem. Um, uh, Stuart and I are actually uh, on a job um, in the eastern part of North Carolina, so we are actually recording in a hotel. Um, it's called the Continental. Right now. And yes, there are rules. And kindly, I'm pretty sure the same rules apply, that if we kill somebody in this hotel, they'll kick us out. <laughs> um, I think that's pretty fair to say. Um, so uh, Sam has strep throat, my goodness. So um, he was unavailable to join us tonight, and understandably so. You see, so. folks, it's, uh, um, when you say so many crazy things, eventually your body just has to stop itself. That's pretty much what it is, I think. It's, it's something like that. I don't, I don't know what it is. Corny, if you will give me $4 million, I will kill Sean in the hotel. Uh, check <laughs> or cash. I mean, whatever is easiest. Uh, it has to be gold coins. Bitcoins. We'll do it with bitcoins. Bitcoins. Is that what that was? It was bitcoins. Gold coins and Adriana Placky. Nice. Uh, how about just Adrian? What? What? Adriana Placky? Yeah, her. The hot, the hot girl from S.H.I.E.L.D. Moly. Yes, she is quite attractive. Okay, she kills so, that Morgan um, Freeman guy. That kind of makes me feel sad. The only <laughs> know, black right? guy in the movie. <laughs> like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, man. He kind of reminded me more of, like, old school That's Shaft no, than I'll anything else. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if that was the point, but he kind of reminded me of old school I'm Shaft. too tired for this stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he was, was Murtaugh. Murtaugh. That's basically what he was. He was, he was Murtaugh. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so we'll start to show off as we usually do. Um, uh, we will kind of go, th- go around, the, around the room and, you know, ask, you know, have you seen this before? And if so, uh, how many times or whatever? And kind of what our initial thoughts were of the movie. But before uh-huh. I do that, <laughs> Andrew has words to say about this movie. That is right. Legendary Assassin? Assassin. Legendary Assassin. Legendary Assassin. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't know you were doing Sean yes. Connery. <laughs> Legendary Assassin. John Wick retired from his violent career after marrying the love of his life. 
Her sudden death, which I still think is not so sudden, <laughs> leaves John in deep mourning. When a sadistic mobster and his thugs steal his prized car and kill his puppy, which was the last gift from his wife, John unleashes a remorseless killing machine within and seeks vengeance. Oh my gosh, that was a lot of words. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that read, Andrew. Um, no I feel so bad. It's <laughs> why sudden death, which wasn't that sudden. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were actually having that just before the show. Andrew says, "Wait, she had cancer. Like, how how sudden could it have been?" And and I my point was, well, it couldn't have been so sudden that she didn't have time to buy a puppy and have it, you know, Dude, with the technology to we have today. I mean, like, I ordered something on Amazon. It showed up two hours later. <laughs> Two, two hours. Wow. The seller was in your neighborhood. By drone. Uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I really want something to be delivered to me by drone. Is that is that real? Is that a thing? Not, not is that actually area, happening? But they, they're trying to make oh. it a thing. Okay. Definitely not where we are, where Stuart yeah. and I are currently. We get too many people um, with uh, rifles. We, we, <laughs> we had to drive an hour well, just to get to the Home Depot today. So. <laughs> Kill it fire! Um... I could actually see that happening. Um, not to talk bad about the locals, but Stuart and I overheard a two-hour conversation today about duck hunting. I didn't. I didn't know duck hunting could go more than I shot some ducks. <laughs> Thank you, Mitch Hedberg. <laughs> it, 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 it was a conversation that went on for two hours. I just Mr. Duck. That was possible. Mr. Not. All right. So uh, my mom saw that for the first time several years ago, and and she literally read the shirt. Mr. Ducks, Mr. Not, <laughs> and my grandpa was standing next to her, and she had this look on her face like, I don't get it, and that's why we love my mom. That's right. Uh, so, Andrew, um, had you seen this movie before? I had never seen this before until about an hour ago. Well, two, ago, two I guess, and uh, it was all right. I uh, didn't really know what to expect because I hadn't watched a trailer or heard anything about it, so um, I didn't really have any expectations, but uh, I liked it. I mean, it's definitely all right. It's a violent shoot 'em up uh, nicely choreographed Tai Gun Do. What was it gun last? Gun Kata? Gun Kata. Oh, Gun <laughs> was, was uh, a couple weeks ago, yeah. Tai Gun Do. Uh, but gun no, it was, it was just fun to watch. Gun, gun Tai Gun oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's great. Um, corny. This is this is your part of the show where you tell us have you seen it before? Oh. Which we all know. Well, you so have. Uh, I I happen to own this movie, which is I think might be the way that we all saw this one. Um, I let's see, how did I come across John Wick? I think it was one of those things where you're uh, like you're on Facebook and you just see a random thing on the side, and you kind of go down the rabbit hole. Well, uh. John Wick popped up for me, and I said, this sounds promising. Um, it's got everything that I love, explosions, gunfire, and uh, revenge, uh, lots of revenge. Actually, like, overkill revenge. And um, I watched it and immediately bought it because I wanted to watch it again. Or I want to watch it whenever I want to. And I would say pr I've probably seen it ten times in the last year. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot. Well, I watched it three times like the first week I had it, and then subsequently I've watched it about once a month since then. As a matter of fact, okay. I mean, you just you just get into a you know mood where you're like, you know what, I need to watch somebody go lose his puppy and then pretty kill much. As a matter of fact, before we decided to watch this, I had watched. I, I think the day that we said, hey, let's just do John Wick instead. Um, I think about two days before I had watched it again, and. uh I can't really say a lot about this movie other than the fact that it does exactly what I want it to do, and there is there is one point, and the point is made a lot. That is to kill. Yeah. Without prejudice. <laughs> All right. So, Stuart? Never seen the movie before, and any time I hear of a movie with Keanu Reeves, you automatically go into Matrix mode. So it took me a good five or ten minutes when the movie starts to say this isn't the matrix this is a different movie <laughs> but it's very matrix-esque in this movie maybe not the violence but 
some of his moves because it was obviously a well choreographed movie of the fight scenes yes oh okay well uh, I, I know this because of the trivia and I'm going to sneak this in here some of the reason why this kind of felt like the Matrix and especially with the kind of the choreography is the the director of this movie was Keanu Reeves stunt double stunt choreographer in the Matrix is that right? I don't know. You tell us. Director Chad Shahislisky was Keanu Reeves' stunt double for the Matrix movie. I don't think movie. you could say that. I don't think that's... <laughs> I, I probably just offended six people. Or six different te- peoples, I should say. Um, I, I, I saw this, what, a month ago? Um, I was like, hey, Corny, give me your Amazon account. I want to watch this movie. And, and I did, and I, and I loved it. And so then when an opportunity kind of came to do it again, and we wanted to do it for the show anyway, because of the four movies that we wanted to do for a 100th episode, we kind of made known that we were going to do all four at some point anyway. So it just kind of opportunity presented itself to do it this week. So um, do I like it? Yeah, I like this movie a lot. It's fun. I have a good time with it. I like the kind of martial arts style that's happening. I like the fact that the... The gunplay just—it feels real for some reason. Like, um, I, I was talking to my cop buddy about how he hates in, in movies with quote unquote cops, and they it's like are sneaking around corners, and they have they lead with the gun. Like, you don't lead with the gun if you're in close quarters. You keep the gun in close, like he does in the like in the club. You know, the gun is close to his chest so that people can't take it. You know, you don't want. Someone to try to take it. I, I don't know. I just I like that style. I thought it was fun. I thought it was interesting, and yeah, I had a good time. So there's there's my pitch. Um. So to, I want to mention uh, first the director, which I can try to find I, here. I'm I'm all out of source because oh, I'm not. Go ahead. Old. I'll uh, I'll get it. No, I got it here. Um, Chad Stahlowski. <laughs> Chad, no, it's not Chad Evans. Um, yeah, he's mostly done for stunts. That's mostly what he's known for. Wow, he's done a lot. He was, he was a stunt coordinator for Serenity. I knew I liked this guy. If there's if there's a Serenity connection, that makes me happy. Um, director, he's done two movies, John Wick and John Wick Chapter <laughs> Two, which is in post production. Huh. That's great. Um, I will agree that that, that uh, sequel is a sequel that no one asked for. Uh, uh, oddly enough, this goes into my to the trivia again. Um, I'm blowing all my trivia before we get to, to the meat of the show. But uh, this actually was intended to be a trilogy all really? the whole time. Yeah, it was always intended to be a trilogy, and the fact that it made money kind of helps lend itself to that. I think, Stuart, what were you reading earlier today? Something about... It made, I can't remember how much you said, $80 million? It made $84 million worldwide on a budget okay. of 20 wow. that's, that's impressive. Right? Actually, for that's $20 million, that's, that's, a, that's a good-looking film. Yeah, it is. Right? Um, yeah. So, anyway, um, I'm just going to go ahead and start off the, uh, the show with just a little bit of... Uh, if I can get to it, where's my thing? Here it is. We had a sadness <laughs> montage. <laughs> you need to find a version of that in the modern. <laughs> oh, right. Less happy. Uh, Stuart actually found the Imperial March in Major Key. It was really weird and happy. Um, yes, this movie starts off with a sadness march. Or sadness march, a sadness <laughs> montage. Um, it was, uh, you know, sad. And then, you know, you you kind of feel really bad for for Keanu and all the things. And then he gets the puppy, and that's so cute. And then Theo and Greyjoy shows up and kills him because he's a jerk. So, as if you didn't, the moment you met him, you knew that he was a bad guy. You know, he was just. Because of who the actor is, um, I can't remember his real name, but you know, bad guy, McBad guy. What about uh, 
But you're right, the first five minutes of the movie is a chick flick. Yeah, it is. And then the Rus- and then the Russians show up. Yeah, yeah. Basically the first five minutes is Nicholas Sparks and then it turns into Die Hard really quickly. My wife actually watched the first five minutes of the movie. Oh. And then and then the puppy died and she couldn't take it, so she left. Yeah. So when I started watching this movie, um, I kind of did. Uh, I kind of read up on it before I was going to watch it, and um, <laughs> I, the the amount of death that happens over the puppy is is absurd. Um, I get it. The guy did it. You find the guy and you do that. But then it was just like, you know what? There are other people alive too. There's a guy across the street. There's this guy. Hey, that guy's selling a hot dog. You're dead too, pal. I mean, if, I, I if they were walking, <laughs> I know he doesn't do that, but it was just like anyone who would, who could be remotely associated with this has to die. He pulled a Vegeta, essentially. I, you know, I'm actually really okay with that. I really am, mainly because for the movie's sake, it would be kind of boring if the whole purpose of the movie is he's all he does is kill that one guy. You True. Know, you know, but um, for a, for a movie that's depict or you know is decided to be a rated R high violent kind of movie then it wouldn't work but um one of the things i really liked about the movie was the it kind of had that old feel to it it kind of had that noir feel to it without it being a noir you know like everything is kind of blue and gray and they're using corded phones you know and they drive old muscle cars and the Continental okay. Hotel is old school, and you use coins as a form of payment, and everybody uses code, and everyone's part of this secret thing. I just really like the idea of that, and I hope that the second movie goes in more into that. You know, so the, does anybody? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, mm-hmm. please. Does anybody get a Constantine feel? Uh, not necessarily yeah. in terms of supernatural, but the. Uh, Kind of the the dark uh, underbelly of things, and yeah, it, it was kind of like Constantine meets Payback, with, with a side of Tarantino. Tarantino. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Corny, how many people do you think died in the movie? How many uh, people did John Wick kill in the movie? I would say John Wick John John Wick probably killed sixty people. The Andrew, total guess. Not, I want to say like eighty-five. Okay. Uh, split the difference. Total people killed by John Wick was seventy-seven people. Huh. <laughs> That's a lot of people. <laughs> and one and one puppy. And a, well, he didn't, he <laughs> and didn't one, kill and one puppy. Now, actually, now that I think about it, he did kill a lot of people in the house, and I kind of forget about yeah um, that first scene, uh, which, by the way. You know, movies like this, you know the guy's going to be kind of a, a badass to begin with. Mm-hmm. But I think that uh, that opening uh, rampage, um, I, I think it does. I, I think it sets up John very well for the rest of the movie of all the things he will do. So, Corny, you'll definitely appreciate this. This movie, at moments, architecturally speaking, not like the house architecturally, but like the way the movie was constructed, it kind of reminded me of a video game, okay? So you have the loss, right, the puppy, right? Might as well be the princess, okay? Princess has been taken from you, right? So then he have to get to the first level. So he beats a bunch of guys who are really easy to fight, and then the last guy is hard, right? Okay. And then he, and then he succeeds, right? He succeeds in his level, and then he goes to the next level, so first the level is the first level is the house, right? So okay. then, the, then the second level is the club, right? He has to sneak in to the side thing where he meets Francis, which was funny, right? <laughs> oh, you've lost weight, 15 pounds. Take the night off. Okay. And then he kills those guys because he needed to get the phone, right? So he basically he went and got a key. It was a side mission, right, to get the key <laughs> so that he can get into the club, right? And then he has to fight a whole bunch of other people. They were pretty easy to kill except the, the, the sub-boss at the end. Right, so then he has the sub boss, and then he doesn't actually. You don't actually beat him. He actually, you know, and then he goes back home, right, to recover. And then Uguay shows up. There's a Kung Fu Panda reference for you. Uh, Randall Duck Kim 
who was also the key maker in the Matrix movies. Comes I to, didn't know that. Yeah, you know, sew him up, right? And then he has to fight another sub boss, right? And it's just the whole movie felt like that, right? And then he then he goes and he then he, he robs a bank, so he does another side mission, and then he has another fight. Then he gets captured. I just that's what the movie kind of felt like to me, and just it was just a kind of funny thing. Well, now that you said that, I uh, I, I like this idea. Yeah, uh, I like the. It actually kind of makes it better, doesn't it? Like after end of every fight, see, he just runs across the street and jumps on a uh, light pole. <laughs> yeah, and a flag goes up. <laughs> He just skips into a building. Dude. No, actually, he skips into the building shooting his guns. That's your fireworks. Forget that. Seriously, they use gold coins in the movie. I mean, he collects coins. <laughs> <laughs> it's a video game. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love it. Um, that makes me happy. I love the fact that John knows everyone. The cop shows up, looks in, sees a dead body. You working again? <laughs> just figuring some things out. Okay. <laughs> I just I don't like that a lot. Uh, um, so here's a trope. You ready for the big trope? Why is it in movies where you have a boss, right? Uh, gang, mm-hmm. gang boss, whatever. The son is always an idiot. Why is that a thing? Yeah. It, well, it even like. I guess they poke fun of it in the Austin Powers series yeah, in a way. Smoky in the but band. kind of in reverse. Is that a thing in Smoky? It's smoke. Smoke. The sheriff's son's an idiot. Mm. Yeah. I, 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 the the movie that came to mind for me was uh, Road to Perdition, where once again the the son of the bad guy does a bad thing against the hero which makes the hero go on his revenge trip um there's several other ones i can't think of them right now but i know there are other ones i don't know why that's a thing but it is it's a trope um and um what oh uh i love the idea of a hitman hotel i think that's great um and (laughs) The gentleman that works the front desk is so, like, super polite and... I'm sorry to call you at the lateness of the hour, but there's been a noise complaint on your floor. Um, Kills guys as they chime in. I thought that was great, too. So in the... um, He did it at the end, right, when he attacks the sun and at the club. The guy's like, all clear here, and then he kills that guy. I like that. Very Bond. Very, very sneaky. You still with us, Corny? Yes, I am. Okay. I am. We were we were getting a little worried there. Got a little quiet. Oh, sorry. That's okay. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll burp or make a gun sound every <laughs> once in a while. Yeah, gotcha. I'll just shoot something. Um, unfortunately, I don't have any clips from the movie. Uh, as we are on location, I don't have any of my gear to do such things. So. Oh, don't worry. The magic of, <laughs> of the internet will help us out. I'm just kidding. I was just going to make some terrible sound effects. And <laughs> I mean, I could play clips from the movie. It would just be straight into the microphone of the of the my, my microphone here. So I just, hey, this is Cheap Seat Reviews. Let's do this. Well, yeah, I guess we could do that. Um, there will be an intro clip. I'll, I'll pull something for the intro for post. We'll fix it in post. Sean, you were talking about the music. One of the gentlemen that did the music also did all the music to the Bourne series. Sort of that uh, Hitman type music. I know that guy. What's his name? Um, Joe Mama. Actually, it's Joel Richard. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't have got that. So, very close, Corny. <laughs> Do what I can. <laughs> it actually kind of was a little close. Um, yeah, you I can would. say I took a shot in the dark. Ah. <laughs> there was a lot of that happening. Lots of that happening. Um, let's just take a minute to talk about Adrienne Palicki my d- as Miss Perkins. <laughs> Sorry. What'd you say? My dog is, my dog is like having a seizure on the floor. I don't know what's going on over here. <laughs> That's what. If you hear something, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Adrienne Palicki. She is um, a Wonder Woman. Wonderful uh, specimen, and she was in fact going to be Wonder Woman. In case you didn't know. Mm. That. She did mm-hmm. a pilot for it, and it never took off. She also was. 
There was another one of those, wasn't there, Corny? Yeah, she was an Aquaman. The pilot. Oh. There was a TV pilot for Aquaman that never made it to air. So if you want her on your TV show, if you want your TV oh. show to, to fail, you just hire her. Of course, she's in S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, and she's not the reason why that show isn't very great, but... Um, uh, close, though. No, she's actually great. She's good at that. I mean, she's hot. That's, you know. And that equals great. <laughs> I mean, like she, pancakes. She, she's not a girl from the 80s, so, you know. Sorry. Sorry, Stuart. <laughs> um, oh, so, so I was reading my note. I was trying to figure out what I meant by this. Guys are dying. Cool. Let's keep dancing at the club. <laughs> Yeah, what was that about? Like everybody was getting shot, and they just kept yeah, it, on going. It took a lot of bullets before people started leaving. Meth is a hell of a drug. <laughs> yes. I was getting ready to say, I'm wondering if what they were Truth on. Truth be told, it kind of looked like the club from Bad Boys Two, where um, they were on. Uh, <laughs> How awesome would it thing. have been if you'd just seen uh, Will Smith running through them? <laughs> that would have been awesome. Uh, no, scene but where, see, that's uh, in New Wick York. Or, why would bad? Well, that was Miami, and they're in New York, so. But it could be a joke, you know. And, uh, well, actually, where... remember there was a in Bad Boys too. Remember, doesn't he go to New York to meet the sister and things? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's what was going on. What were you gonna say, Corny? I was gonna say there's a scene where you know John uh, is a uh, he's shooting everybody, and he goes around the corner, and Will turns around the corner, and they both put a gun at each other and go, huh, and then keep fighting. Right. <laughs> that that would actually be kind of funny if. I don't know how you do it because because Will Smith turned down the role of Neo to do Wild Wild West. Um, so that what a great so, so, so that Keanu could do it. I still kind of want to see what Will Smith would have done with that role. I'm just saying. You know, I I'm still I I'm still behind the idea that I don't think we have the same movie if uh, Will Smith is but, Neo. But he could play serious. I mean, he was like he was serious in I Am Legend. You know, I mean, he can do the role. He doesn't have to be Will Smith all the time. You know, saying Will Smith type things. Yeah, but but we still want that in <laughs> in movies, and then we don't get it. It's always weird. So, you know. Speaking uh, of typecasting, if we digress back to Adriana Palicki, this was her first. Non-South Beach, North Shore, all these little TV shows. She'd been in CSI Miami. CSI Miami. So this was her first dark, shoot 'em up, really action drama flick. Well, no, she was in Legion. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yep. Yeah, she a little was bit in, of that in there. She was in Legion. You want to talk about dark? God decides to end the Earth with zombies, um, and she's pregnant with the Savior, and she smokes. It's kind of funny. Oh, uh, yeah. She's like, oh, it's just one cigarette. It'll be fine. Yeah, except when hordes of zombies come after you and try to eat your face off. Um, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, burning the money and stuff to get the bad guys to show up so you can shoot them. I thought that was really clever. The bad guy gives up his son. That's, uh, that's also a thing in a movie. Uh, it's, I, I don't know why that's, it seems like a movie thing, but... I don't know. I'd, it, it seems strange to me, but I guess bad guys have different way means and things or um, views on life. Well, at the same time, I mean, you killed, you stole his car, then you killed his dog. <laughs> the one part that I would like to watch the movie again just to try to figure out is William Defoe takes the contract to kill him then decides to save him then is killed because he saved him is that correct yes that is correct sir so and my thought process go ahead corny oh i'm sorry go ahead Stuart. and william defoe was the teacher the mentor of john wick correct I don't know. He kind of plays I, I think, that. He kind of plays that role in this movie a little bit. You know, he's kind of like Obi Wan, who's there to kind of keep a lookout. I 
I think, I, yeah, I kind of think John was on his own, and he just happens to be the older assassin, you know, around the area, and they probably talked a lot. But I mean, obviously, they have a friendship that gets worth more than four million dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like that—that—that's—that's yeah. that's retire, go buy your own island kind of money. You know, <laughs> and and he gave that up with the potential of being killed for it, for his friend. So there's obviously something more than just pals there. I, I thought another great it. plot twist in here was uh, the Russian kept all of his money and goods in the basement of a fake church. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, when, and when John Wick shoots that preacher in the kneecap, the first words that come out are, what the... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did like I, I wish I'd capture I had the ability to capture it but one of my favorite moments is when the guy says if I open that gate the preacher is, he's bleeding on the ground he said if I open that gate he's going to kill me Vigo's going to kill me and then one of the little henchmen's still alive and John reaches over kicks him and then shoots him in the head and then looks back at him and goes uh huh <laughs> I just thought that was great <laughs> I mean how many words did he even say in the whole movie he probably only had a page of dialogue total. But, that's, I mean, how much dialogue did John Way, or John McClane have in Die Hard? I mean, probably not that much. Uh, probably a lot. <laughs> well, he did, he, he did talk to Al Powell a lot, I guess. When Sean and I were watching the movie, we were talking about Adrian Palicki, and she maybe has three minutes of screen time in the whole movie. I guess what we're oh, saying you, is... You, is we're, you meet her at the... Uh, you meet her at the Continental, yeah, and then you see her again. Well, you, is it? you basically see her at the very beginning. She's at the Continental. She's drinking, right? And then you see her again when she's attacking him, and then you see her when she kills Shaft, and then you see her in a car where when Marcus, uh, Green Goblin, gets killed, and then at the very end of the movie, when spoiler alert, she gets shot for breaking the rules of the Continental. So I mean, that's it, and that's all she's in a movie. The concierge, he was a, he's a, he's a bad mother. Shut your mouth. I liked him. I liked. I just that 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 whole idea that there's these rules, and there's there's real consequences to the rules. I just like that so much. That that old guard kind of thing. Like who was Ian McShane the was he the owner, or was he just kind of the the guy who just got to go out and you know shoot her? And because he kind of breaks the rules because of John, sort of. And we're I think he's the uh, he's the um, the guy who's been there so long that he he's the he's the fixer. He's the guy that uh, you call and go, hey, I need this. The fixer. Oh, uh, he's the. Um, Oh, my buddy's going to be mad. I can't remember his name. From Pulp Fiction? Oh, Harvey Keitel's Harvey Harry Keitel's character. Is that what he is? I think, or, yeah, yeah, okay. I like to, Yeah, I mean, yeah. Maybe, yeah maybe the owner, maybe the owner is just a... We never find out. And I'm okay with that. We don't have to find out. It's like midi-chlorians. We don't need to know what the hell they are, why the force works. Um... The little crabs floating around in your body giving you the force. Right, and <laughs> crabs. That sounds gross. Um, <laughs> but you, but yeah, and so he's just like, he gets a text like, hey, you take care of this. Or maybe he doesn't. Maybe he just, those are the rules. It's in the bylaws. You know, that's what it is. <laughs> I just like that. I like that concept. I really do. Um, so the bad guy, Victor, that's his name, right? Victor? Vigo. Vigo. Uh, yeah, Vigo. Not Vigo Mortensen, but Vigo. He's he's in the clear, right? He kills. He lets his he lets John Wick kill his son, and John's done. He's like, I'm done. My revenge is over. And then he has to go and he kill Marcus, and then call him John to tell him that he killed Marcus. To, you know, make John have to go into revenge 2.0, and really wreck that pretty charger he just got. But anyway, I know that kind of hurt you a little bit, Corny. I was a little sad. I saw it and I thought, 
He's gonna mess that car up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gonna mess this up. He should Vigo should drive this. Vigo should drive that car, but not that car. He gonna mess it up. Yeah, he should buy. Dan Marino should definitely buy this car, not this car, because I'm gonna mess this one up. <laughs> I wish I had that. Um. By the way, that phrase is not something you say at a dealership when you uh, buy an orange <laughs> charter. Um, <laughs> buddy of mine went with me because I, I, I'd driven the van and I was going to have him drive the uh, the minivan back to the house when I got the car. And uh, uh, our, uh, I'm, in a, I'm in a little jazz three-piece band and the guy with me was a piano player. So I look at him and I go, hey man, Chris should definitely drive this car, but not this car because I'm going to mess this one up. And the lady looks and goes, what? I said, oh, no, I was, I was just kidding. Let's, let's drive. Let's do this. <laughs> let's try. I like that. Um, did you guys kind of, th- the only part, this seriously, the only part I found really kind of, I mean, hard to believe is at the end of the movie that Vigo was willing to try to get into a fist fight with him. Like, did he think he had a shot? Like that seems strange to me personally. But I mean, they're both like they're both ex henchmen or what not henchmen, well, he, uh, assassins yeah, basically, but, I mean, right? Vico was like in his sixties or something. I mean, he has a twenty-something-year-old kid. Well, that's I don't true. Know, I just if if I had watched, I don't know. I guess I mean if it came down to you know, I'm gonna fight, but it just seems strange. Well, I think had the I think had Vigo been, you know, Sylvester Stallone or, you know, somebody who doesn't look like he ran a deli for half his life, <laughs> then maybe maybe would have been more believable. Well, he was also a bad guy in a movie that I really really like. He's the bad guy in Ghost Protocol. Oh, um. I don't remember this at all. Yeah, I don't remember he's face. the guy who gets the bomb and and somehow is able to actually fight Tom Cruise at the end of Ghost Protocol. That's him. It's the same guy. Yeah, it's just Tom you Cruise is like five feet tall. You just push him. And he... <laughs> you can just do that thing where you stick your arm out and you put him, put him, put your hand on his head and he can't reach you. Going back to that last fight scene, the thing that the one twist that really gained got my attention was John Wick has killed. 76 people up to that moment. He's done headshots. He's snapped their necks. He's stabbed them. In the scene where he's fighting the guy that we're calling the old guy, he stabs himself. He allows himself to be stabbed to break his arm. I just didn't understand that. I've seen that in some other movie where you just, the uh, you allow the person to stab you so you can get close enough to them to hurt him. I don't like. Yeah, I, I don't agree. Yeah, I don't, what it's is weird. that in? There's another movie that happens. Yeah, that happened in uh, Heroes Reborn. Katana girl stabbed herself to kill the guy behind her. Arrow did so. that. Who it is? Arrow yeah, did he that. Stabbed yeah. himself. Uh, Bruce Willis did it in Die Hard Four. He shot through him his shoulder where he had already been shot. And killed the bad guy. Yeah, which yeah. I, Somebody else did that. Kind of dumb, actually, but yeah. shot through them. Shot through themselves. But yeah, Stuart, I don't. You know, you've done all this stuff. You, you back up. You do a running kick or whatever. You, you do whatever, but you don't. Why? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess we need to make him hurt. I guess for some reason, but I, I'm with you too, kind of Stuart. Like, I, I kind of feel like if you're gonna gain, if you're gonna lose the ground, so you can get closer to him then just do side swipe you know like you know you just you turn your hips or whatever and you let him stab the air and then i don't know whatever it maybe it's supposed to make for some drama i, I, I don't know it didn't maybe it's for shock value I, 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 don't, I don't know why they did it but whatever but they did it and of course lastly he stole somebody's dog I I'd like I'd like to think that the, that what he did like those were like dogs that were like set to be destroyed or something or like a puppy yeah mill. or something like that and he actually saved yeah. it and I I found it kind of funny that he picked a dog that in the future could probably help defend him <laughs> you know what I'm saying like 
I love. I guess he's in them. I love my beagle. I have a beagle at home. I love my beagle, but with a demon bark. She does have a demon bark. But if someone broke into my house to steal my car with a baseball bat, she's gonna lick lick them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like she's, she's gonna. <laughs> Sorry, I'm watching your dog right now. You go, and she does the thing where she falls over and wants you to pet her. Yeah, it's just what she would do. She would do that. She would just lay on her side and show her belly to you, so you would scratch her, and then she'd jump, try to get into your lap. That's exactly what she would do. Um, <laughs> she jumps into the car as yeah. the person's still in your car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, free dog. Yeah, good luck with that. Um, tropes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, oh, go uh, ahead. No. I was just going to say, uh, yeah, he, he, he gets in the bed area. He's uh, still in meds, obviously, because he's been stabbed and he needs some stuff. And he's looking around and goes, man, if I'd had my beagle the entire time, God, I've been deal killed already. <laughs> yeah, let's get this one. Right. I also uh, loved how the hotel had their own doctor on call for the for any assassin that needed medical attention. <laughs> yeah, should I send the doctor up? You have a tailor? No one is that good. <laughs> That's a fair point. Because I'm still Keanu Reeves. Uh, I actually did kind of like it when he yelled, Yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Good job. I, I, I laughed the first time I saw that scene. It felt weird. Like I could imagine he's to see him with some emotion. Say what? It felt weird to see him with some emotion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I mean, the whole movie, he's super quiet. He's just killing people, but he never yells. He's just, I'm here on personal business. And then he yells at the guy, and he screams, "Oh yeah, I'm back! You either give me up, give up your son, or you can die beside him, or something like that." I don't remember what he says, but. I've always wondered how these movies get casted. Did Keanu Reeves come first, and then he says, ah, "I worked with uh, William Defoe on Speed. I, you know, I want him." Or do they say, "Hey, we're bringing in William Defoe," and you know, how do they pick the Russians? And you know, John Leguizamo in the Garage, great character, yeah. but how do you uh-huh. pick those out? Um, I mean. Uh, well, first of all, uh, Keanu Reeves wasn't in the same speed as William Defoe. Just, but anyway, because um, that was that was the second one, Cruise Control, and that was that was boat that speed. Was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's think about it. The first Speed movie, they were on a bus. That wasn't exactly fast, okay. And then the second <laughs> one is on a cruise ship. I mean, what's the top speed of that? Thirty knots, forty knots? I don't know. Oh. Let me call my grandparents and ask them. <laughs> hey, I've been on a couple of cruises, and they're awesome. Yeah, but they they also, really right, turn, turn the boat towards the ocean. Keep going. All right, we'll figure this out. But they also didn't have shotguns on board where you can shoot skeet. Now, this was a... Oh, wait. Um, hold on. <laughs> it was a different time. So, you know. Oh, yes. Thanks, Chad. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, but to answer your question, Stuart, I mean, I don't know. There's always, there's a casting department. I mean, that's what they do. You see a part, you 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 audition. I like John Leguizamo. I liked him in the role that he played. I kind of wanted to see more of him. I hope he's in the second one again. I like the fact that he walks in. He says, "Where'd you get that car?" And he said, "Just some nobody." And he punched him in the face. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I just. He was kind of a badass in his own right, and he was, and he obviously knew John, and he was sorry for him. I just, I don't know. I, I, of course, I, the trope of where he uh, says, "You wait, well, you better kill me now," and has the guy put the gun up to his head. And like, yeah, it's, uh, he, you know, he he just beat up someone with a bat. I think he might be hopped up on drugs. Yeah, he might. He be, actually might do it. He might be a little loose. You know, <laughs> you either get out of my shop or you shoot me now. How how fun would the movie have been if they would have uh, casted Sandra Bullock in the Adriana Plackey, uh c- character? It would have been fun for the simple fact that it would have been like their fourth movie together, but I don't think I can buy Sandra Bullock as an assassin. No, no, I mean, like, no. Uh, you're talking about the wife, right, Stuart? No, I think she'd make it a great assassin. No. Oh, okay. oh, I'm sorry. The only, the only problem is that. if they cast her as the wife, you never see her. Except in a fuzzy iPhone picture. Full of blood. 
He, he can only communicate with her uh, in a mailbox. Oh, wait. That was the lake house. Uh, uh, I, 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 I don't know particularly that would work, but that's just me. Because um, you kind of want the young, sexy girl who's willing. Because, like, you're only willing to break the rules of the Continental if you're someone who doesn't appreciate and respect the rules. You know? Like... Old Man Shaft was like, hey, you broke the rules. And there are consequences to the rules. This, I'm trying to do my Lando Calrissian. Clearly, I'm not doing very well. But Well, you just need to try harder. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. I think your Lando is actually better than your Sean Connery. I'm just going to say it. Well, you're just a damn minute, Sean. Yeah, I, I still think it's better. <laughs> Andrew can do uh, Sean, and you can do Lando. This could be a good conversation. I don't. You, you also like how I don't actually call him by his real name. I just call him Lando because I've known him. That's true. He's he was in Billy D. Williams was in the Batman movie, but he didn't really talk much. But anyway, why do I need to? <laughs> right, because I'm Harvey Dent, and in this version, I'm black for some reason. But in the third movie, I'm white. And played by Tommy Lee Jones. No one will know. I mean, have you seen the stuff that happens in Gotham? You got a dude in a bat suit, guys a clown killing people. That stuff will turn you white. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what movie was that? The, the Naked Gun, 33 and a third? Was it, uh, Is it a Leslie Nielsen I've seen movie? some stuff. I used to be white. Yeah, yeah. He says, man, prison will change you. How's that? I used to be white. <laughs> this is six foot four black man. I love it. Uh, tropes. Um, raining at a funeral. That's a trope. Uh, starts movie in a bad place, and then we flashback. The whole movie is a flashback. To how did we get here? That's a trope. Uh, scary story about why he's a badass. We just saw that one in um, in uh, the Antonio Banderas movie, right? Um, Antonio Banderas. Desperado, you know? Oh, yes. Yeah, Steve yes. Buscemi comes in and has to tell a story about how scary he, the guy is. Uh, Boya, Boya Yaga, Boya Yaga, what was his name? The Boogeyman, whatever. Baba, Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga, yeah. Ruthless killers are religious. It's, uh, it's kind of a, f- a thing for some reason. Um, and crime boss's sons never lives up to dad. It's just a shame. But you know what's not a shame? Audible.com. You can get a free audio book and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash cheapseatreviews. You don't say. I do. Um, according to Keanu Reeves, he did 90% of his own stunt in the film. And I kind of believe that because there really weren't a whole lot of stunts that wouldn't that he couldn't have done. You know, I mean, most of the stunt work was just him with a gun shooting people in the head. <laughs> All right, today, guys, we're going to uh, do the uh, gunfighting scene with Mr. Reeves. All right, cool. Um, and for extra motivation... One of these guns, uh, sorry, one of these clips is actually has a real bullet. So, uh, good luck, gentlemen. Yeah. Um, this this uh, this happened to Stewart. Um, um, unfortunately, bacon grease was applied to Keanu Reeves' face to attract his dog jumping up on him as he wakes up in bed. That's that's how Stewart gets to his dogs to play with him. Amazing, actually. <laughs> Do they sell this in pints? <laughs> the filmmakers took into account Keanu Reeves' native Hawaiian ancestry for John Wick's tattoo. Fortis Fortuna Adivuata, Adivuat, uh, Fortune Favors the Bold, is the motto used by the 3rd Marine Base in the Marine Corps base in Hawaii, suggested that John Wick was once a U.S. Marine in Hawaii. I kind of <laughs> like this idea, that he was once a Marine. Uh, Michael Michael Nykvist, uh Vigo cut his entire head during a shooting of a scene with a stuntman, leaving his ear his ear resting on his right shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody see my ear? Yeah, it's on your shoulder. I swear it was just no, right it's here. It's on my head. your shoulder. What'd you say? What? <laughs> there resulted in 80 stitches some of the last scenes had to be redone to hide the scar your shoulder Man. your ear is on your shoulder I'm sorry what's that on your shoulder oh it's your ear yeah okay 
Uh, and the red shirt henchmen, I don't know if you noticed those guys, are an homage to Star Trek. So, you know, I had to write that. You know, it's funny. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know that, but I, in my mind I was like, oh, they're all wearing red shirts. They're going to die. Yep. So I appreciate that. So I like that. I like little homages to, to kind of stuff like that. Um, I didn't think about doing the game, the uh, the looks like game. Okay. Uh, Stuart, you probably haven't listened to the last few episodes, but we we kind of started this game where we look at the IMDb pictures and see what what person looks like. And, All right. And what picture? Right now, I'm looking at Dean Winters, who is uh, the Mayhem from Allstate, and. You know, he looks like a dude that came in fifth place in like a Dean Martin lookalike contest. Uh, I'm gonna go with Steve McQueen. Oh yeah, yeah, that one worked too. Or uh, let's say uh, a young Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> um, well, who else? Yeah, I should have. Uh, The Keanu Reeves picture kind of looks like someone surprised him with the camera. You know, like some like his his main photo for IMDb. It just kind of looks like someone came up, took a picture, and he just like, <laughs> like he kind of looks angry a little bit. Like, who Whoa. who are you? I know. That's his I normal know, resting face, you. though. Dean Winters with his hair slicked back like that, and that black jacket in IMDb picture looks a little bit like Luke Perry from Nine Hundred Two One Zero. Luke Perry, yeah. there you yeah. go. He That's came what in third I was thinking. place in the Luke Perry contest, look like contest. That's what it was. <laughs> um, I do like this game. Yeah, I like I this game a lot. We'll, we'll keep we'll keep playing it. Um, uh, the soundtrack grade, I, I give it like a kind of a uh, like a noir ish, but the actual soundtrack was fine. But the like the score was fine. But the the sound the songs I liked them a lot. Just they were different, you know. The song "We're Shooting Strangers" it was just super appropriate. I liked it a lot. Um, what did we learn from this movie? Well, we learned don't break the rules of the Continental. That's what we learned. Um, yeah. Steal the car, don't kill the puppy. Right? Yeah, take the car. Just don't don't, don't kill the puppy. Um, at this point, well, let's y'all just do it here. Uh, where am I? Here it is. Woo! Top three. We're gonna do top three revenge movies because I hope your uh, hope your neighbors don't hear that and go, "What the hell was that?" <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> well, they got to listen to John Wick last night, so it can't be that much worse. Um, revenge movies. Andrew, you ready? I right, am ready, sir. Honorable mention, Man on oh, Fire. One. I wept. No, I didn't really weep. But the, no, seriously, it's a great movie. Manly Tears at the very and, end. Uh, manly Tears I at the end. I still had an issue with that. Uh, like, you know, I think it was just, was it Dakota Fanning? Yeah, what it was, was Dakota, one of the Fanning. I have a problem with her. My, my problem is, is that, so he has leverage too. He has the brother and they have the girl. Yeah, a life for a life. You give you give the girl to me. I'll give you your brother back. That's the life for a life. Why does Denzel have to go? Spoiler. Sorry. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I just realized as I was talking, people might not have actually seen that. That's twelve years old. Go watch it. <laughs> okay, so yeah. that actually is in the rules. That's okay. Yeah, it, it's kind of an old movie. Mm-hmm. Number three. Inglorious Bastards. All right. Yeah. Number two, another Tarantino, Django Unchained. Sure. <laughs> oh, he has a female, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. And my number one, uh, one of my favorite uh, musicals, Sweeney Todd. Right. Yeah. You channel a little bit of Chad there, I think. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Good job. Um. So just for that, you deserve the devil. Okay. Uh, corny. Thank you. Yo, what's up? I'm not gonna give you more. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, I'm gonna go with uh, uh, 
Oh, goodness. Uh, my number three, I'm going to go with Commando. <sighs> that was that was the point I was making. I was trying to make earlier, but I couldn't remember the name of the movie because um, Stuart mentioned the body count of 77. It still doesn't beat uh, Schwarzenegger's record of Commando with like 126 or something like that. <laughs> Everyone had to die. Um, Seriously, when that movie comes streaming, we are going to watch that movie. Right? We haven't watched it before, have we? No, no. Uh, have you ever seen it no. before? Me? Yeah, I, I watched it with you. Oh, that's right. That's right. Remember we watched it and I was laughing hysterically about that girl who shot the bazooka backwards. And, oh, that's right. And then the the, the buildings that General were Kirby. the the buildings that are made of gasoline because he throws one grenade in it and they go up like napalm. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. And then of course he throws the. Uh, uh, what the, it was a saw blade, what, right? And he decapitated. Yeah, it was a saw blade, just like a frisbee. <laughs> I so want to do that movie. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the minute that that thing comes streaming, it's gonna kick a bunch of stuff out. Anyway, keep going by force. Uh, I'm gonna go with number two, uh, the Punisher. Which one? The Thomas Jane. Oh, Thomas mm-hmm. Jane. Yeah, that's kind of the best one. Uh, because, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know, you kind of get a uh, a very similar feel to. John Wick, but it's just it's, it's kind of it's a bad movie. Yeah, it kind of it's is. kind of a bad movie. But the thing is, um, is that there are two other ones. There's a Dolph Lundgren one, and then the newer yes. one, and they both are really bad. Oh yeah. yeah. So I bought Punisher Warzone, the next one, mm-hmm. because I I really thought there would be more. You know, Punisher because it was a comic book thing. That movie is just the the worst, mm. just the absolute worst. All right, and then my number one. I'm gonna go with Kill Bill Volume One. Sure. And uh, an honorable mention of, uh, which is a Tarantino movie. I know. Uh, and uh, and an honorable mention of Law Abiding Citizen because I've never wanted a villain to win so much. No joke. Stuart. Honorable mention: the entire franchise of Die Hard. Are those revenge movies? Those aren't revenge movies. They're a little with a die hard with a vengeance that he's getting back at somebody. Well, okay, the third one would be a revenge movie for the bad guy. He's out to kill uh, John McClane. But it's still a revenge movie. It's still a revenge movie. So okay, so die hard with a vengeance. I'll buy that. But number three, Quantum of Solace. Okay. Ah, good. Okay. Good Bond flick. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Num- I, number I, I two. don't like that one at all. <laughs> number two, my favorite Juliet Lewis movie, Cape Fear. Yeah. It's been years mm. since I've seen that. And yeah. my number one revenge movie, Braveheart. There you go. Yeah, I thought about putting Gladiator in my top three, but I decided not to. Uh, well, Corny, you stole my thunder a little bit with Law Abiding Citizen. Um, Good. Because a cell phone to the face is flipping awesome. Um, so I guess in that place, I'll put um, I'll put um, Gladiator in that spot. Number two, Road to Perdition. Good Tom movie. Tom Hanks. Uh, that's also got James uh-huh. Bond. Um, your uh, what's his name? Your your uh, Craig Dan- da- Daniel Craig. He's the idiot son who uh, kills his. Tom Hanks' wife and younger child. And Tom Hanks is pissed. Um, it was one of the last movies that had, um, what's his name? Stuart. Um, he was in The Sting. He was in, um, he played the, the old car in Cars. Not Robert Duvall. Um, Robert Riffer? Oh, yeah. Robert, no, no, no. Robert um, the other guy in the stink, Paul Newman. Newman. Paul Thank Newman. You. Sorry, every time I hear I had to think of the sound. Every time I hear Paul Newman, I, I think of Randy Newman. <laughs> Short people got <laughs> no feelings at all. And wow, because they're shot. <laughs> wow. Uh, and my number one revenge movie. Again, this is where the bad guy is out to seek for revenge, not the good guy. Star Trek: The Wrath of Khan. Oh goodness! Hey, you know I had to. Uh, there you go. Did you really? Did you really? What? 
No, just kidding. Of course I did. It's a revenge movie. The whole reason Khan is out there is he's pissed at Kirk and he wants God. revenge. I mean, that's the whole point of the movie. And it's good because of it. We have an email from Sam. Uh, Sam, like I said, he couldn't talk because he's dying of, of strep, but he sent an email in. He's, he's dying hard with a vengeance. He really is. Um, actually, I think he's probably dying um, quietly and... Um, Live free and, 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 <laughs> and cough hard. Yeah, something like that. So this is, this is his, his email, word for word. John Wick takes as many cheap shots as Corny does on a basketball court. That's fair. John That's Wick fair. isn't a boob-ass man. He's a billy-head man. You know, we were talking about boob and asses. And he's, a, he's a guy who shoots. You know, anyway. John Wick has almost as many headshots as I do on Sean and Halo. John Wick drives worse than Cole Trickle, but with more acting skills. <laughs> Just John Wick is old Yeller played backwards. <laughs> John Wick reiterates that nice. it's bad business to keep mayhem from all state around. John Wick shows that being angry is okay as long as you kill Russians. John Wick has killed less people than Corny's stories. John Wick wrecked less cars than Stuart Wheeler. John Wick reiterates that hotels with rules will always find them broken. John Wick gives the Green Goblin a reason to randomly follow a guy and hang out on rooftops just to headshot assassins. John gives us yet another reason to hate Theo and Greyjoy. John Wick shows that Russians will drink and murder and sometimes in the reverse order. <laughs> John Wick can kill anyone except an almost naked Alfie Allen from short distance in a well-lit room running behind a glass wall. And John Wick doesn't give a damn about some poor six-year-old pit bull puppy. It's his now. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, that is wonderful. I, I appreciate every bit of that. So it makes me sad that he wasn't able to join us because he would have said those things out loud and they would have been great. Actually, I'm sure he would have said something to uh, just to, to piss you off. <laughs> well, that's probably too soon. Because that's what he does. All right, that's it. That's our show. Uh, and this is the time where we do our uh, out of 10. Uh, we rate this, uh, give it a 1 to 10 on a rating of how much we liked or hated it. Andrew. I will give this 6.25 ears <laughs> on a shoulder. <laughs> oh, that's painful. Corny. Uh, I'm actually going to have to give this an 8.5. I enjoyed my movie very much. Wow. That's, uh, that's saying something since that's what you gave Deadpool last week. Oh, that's, that's what I gave Deadpool last week. Mm -hmm. you, I will have watched this movie. Well, I'll probably end up watching a movie or Deadpool and as much as this one. So, yeah. Well, when you, when you eventually own it, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Stuart? In honor of the Russian judge at the Olympics, I give this a 5.5. 5. Russian judge at the Olympics? There's Russians in the movie. Oh. Um, yeah, they don't, they don't give good grades. They, they give. <laughs> except when it's... No, never mind. It's the Chinese. Um, I was going to say, except when it's their own girls who aren't even supposed to be competing in the Olympics, but that's the Chinese. Uh, I'm going to give it a 7.75. I had a really good time with it. I like it. It's violent. It's fun. And I'm very okay with all those things. <clears throat> So we're going to follow this super violent movie after another super violent movie, which was Deadpool, with Shakespeare in Love next week. So stay tuned. Which is also very violent. Uh, well, Shakespeare did talk about some violence and things. I, Lots I of blood know. and so gore. That's what, some beheadings. That's what's coming up next week is Shakespeare in Love. Death of a Junior. So, ooh, no, none of that. Uh, that will be for you, Jen, <laughs> our first female listener. Uh, you're probably our only. Well, Megan listens, but now that she's a mom, she probably doesn't listen anymore. And that's okay. Um, I haven't really watched anything recently. I haven't had a chance to. Um, and like I said, we're doing that next week. So special thanks. Uh, again, thank you, Stuart, for joining us. We really appreciate you filling in. Um, yeah, man. And frankly, it would have just been really rude had I been doing this podcast in the room with you without inviting you. So. <laughs> Actually, I think what you should have done is done that, but set a camera on Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> and we would have posted a stew cam. Having a stew cam? I like this. 
I like this idea. Um, <laughs> he did. He did. Well, never mind. Uh, so, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cheapseatreviews. You may visit our website, uh, cheapseatreviews.com. You may follow us on Twitter, at cheapseatcast. I am at Sean J. Allred. Sam is at Suniji16. Corny is at JohnnyDarko16. Andrew is at A. Jimison. Stuart, do you have a Twitter handle? I'm at Hampton Inn in Elizabeth City. No, that's where you are. Okay. <laughs> and... Uh, so please, of course, send us your emails to cheapseatreviews at gmail.com. And c- you may call. Corny just got that. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a long lag between here like, and Shelby. I was like, wow, that's really specific, Stuart. <laughs> He's now their official spokesperson. Uh, please, uh, you may call us. You may leave us a voicemail, and we will play it on air. Uh, 704-271-49. That's not right. 704-271-4290 is the right number. So call, leave us a voicemail, and we'll play. And uh, thank you very much for listening. So on behalf of Corny, uh, Sam, who is sick, and hopefully will be better next week to watch Shakespeare in Love, Andrew, uh, Stuart, uh, this is Sean saying goodnight, and thank you for listening. (laughs) 